The Gilcrease Turnpike connecting West Tulsa and Sand Springs to I-44 will be open to drivers. It's been a day long anticipated by the uh, many who live and work in that area and by Mayor G.T. Bynum, who joins us live on the KRMG Morning News from Monday with the Mayor. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Yeah, uh, it's been a long wait for this extension, this turnpike to open up. I know there's been some controversy on what OTA eventually will charge to run that stretch of the turnpike, but it certainly is going to help over there. Well, when you say a long time, I want to put this in context for your listeners. The city of Tulsa started acquiring land for this turnpike in the mid-1950s. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, this is... 65 plus years in the making um and we just acquired a little bit every year over year over year over year and then finally acquired enough to where uh fortunately thanks to some great leadership uh from then transportation secretary gary ridley and governor fallon at the time who really got it uh, off high center we were able to move ahead with a pretty innovative uh, partnership between the city, the state, the Turnpike Authority, and private investors. Um, and so it, it's exciting that this will open. It's going to really create, uh, we think, and, and have long believed, uh, opportunities for growth and development in North Tulsa and West Tulsa mm. that just were not there because there wasn't easy transportation access along some of these spaces before. So it, it is very exciting to have this finally coming to fruition after more than half a century uh, of working on it. Does this give us a full outer loop around the Tulsa Metro? That is the the long-argued intent. There's still, I mean, if we're going to be uh, intellectually honest about it, I mean, there, there there's one little kind of jog there in northwest Tulsa where people are still driving on roads in between unconnected parts of uh, the turnpike, and that's a conversation I've had with Secretary Gatz uh, about how we complete that. But this is a a huge step forward for some one some really significant existing employers like Aon uh, in West Tulsa, but also it it will create more opportunities for development. That the the notion of the full loop around the city though is not completed. Um, here are some names folks are going to have to start getting used to: Quad City Steam Wheelers. Frisco Fighters, the Northern Arizona Wranglers, the Arizona Rattlers, just a few of the uh, now, which will soon be 16 teams in the Indoor Football League, the Tulsa fill-in-the-blanks being the 16th team. Pretty exciting news last week. It is. I mean, it's exciting to have an IFL team franchise coming to Tulsa and I really cannot say enough about the the ownership and the leadership team of Tulsa Oilers. You know, that's changed here in the last year, and they've really taken a, a, a very different approach than maybe we had uh, under previous ownership with that organization. They're all in on Tulsa. I mean, that they... they recruited this IFL franchise to Tulsa. They are doing the new Oilers Ice Center in what used to be the Macy's at Promenade Mall that's going to recreate, for those of us who are old old school Tulsans, the kind of the experience of the Williams Center Forum where you have an ice rink that people can use with restaurants and uh, other venues around that uh, right there at 41st and Yale. I mean, that's going to be awesome. 
and so I, I'm just really grateful to the Tulsa Oilers and, and their leadership who have not only focused on making that a best-in-class franchise, but are bringing so much more to Tulsa. What, what have they said? I was out of town when the announcement came down last Tuesday. What have they said about the actual name of the team? That's actually a really cool part of it. They, they have not come in and said, here's what we're going to name it. They've yep. said, we want people to submit your ideas. And so they've created a website um, for people to submit their ideas on what they think the team ought to be named. And, and they'll use that process to select a team name. I, uh, the, the specific URL for the website eludes me, but I'm sure you guys Yeah, we'll put it up with the story in this interview. But I, yeah. it, it's, it's a moot point because I'm about to say the name. <laughs> if it's not <clears throat> the Tulsa Outsiders, Oh, yes. th- then they have missed a uh, golden <laughs> opportunity, no pun intended. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so there you that go. But if somebody has a better idea, uh, besides that website, they can also hit the open mic button on their KRMG app and let us know I do not morning. have a better idea than that. I yeah. think that's fantastic. The Tulsa Outsiders. Um, so uh, the Tulsa Police Department uh, has uh, welcomed a new employee to a position that is part of the department's response to how they deal with people in mental health crises. This is a a civilian position. Tell us about it. This is something, you know, when Chief Franklin came in, he really, one of the reasons I wanted him in this job is he's so focused on looking at how we can improve innovation within the Tulsa Police Department. And, And he, a lot of the things he's done on that front are kind of, behind the scenes, inner workings of the department that people don't ever get to see. But this is one of those things that I'm really excited about. It's a recognition that police officers today are expected uh, to, to take on such more complicated situations than police officers ever have in the past. I mean, it isn't just about arresting bad guys anymore. That um, They're expected to be uh, mental health caseworkers out in the field. And, and a lot of the time, uh, you know, that, that can be a real challenge for our officers. And so one of the things that we've tried to do as a team uh, is create what's a really a model that is getting replicated by cities all around the country. And to give them credit, we borrowed it from Colorado Springs. They were really the first city in the country to do this. But now I'm seeing it written up in national papers all the time. Uh, City of Denver is doing a great job of taking credit for it over Colorado Springs. But Colorado Springs pioneered the model. The idea is that you have a, we call it a a community response team where you have a police officer, a firefighter, and a mental health caseworker provided by Family and Children's Services that we fund to go out on these mental health emergencies and address them uh, rather than just hoping that a, a police officer can handle it all by themselves. And the council and I, we pioneered that my first year's mayor. We've scaled that up every year to provide more and more uh, resources and, and people out in the field to provide that kind of service. But we also know that it's important to have somebody in the police department who's always looking around at best practices and trying to find ways that we can do an even better job on this front. And so that's the role of this new position in the department is recognizing that officers every day encounter people experiencing a mental health crisis in our city. How do they respond to that in the best way? How do we provide the most compassionate 
uh, care for people. And I'm really thankful that we have this new position in the department and somebody on board. Uh, So will they be in charge of the CRT or just work adjacent to them? They have a, a really broad purview within the chief's office to help guide the development of any number uh, of different programs. Okay. Mayor, thank you for your time again this week. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.